Welcome to our community of abundance-minded entrepreneurs. Join us as we meet people who believe that there is enough prosperity for everyone in the world, that collaboration is better than competition, and people who have chosen to master their own destinies as entrepreneurs. When I say community, I mean it. Our guests are here because they want to meet you. So be sure to take advantage of their invitation to connect at the end of the interview. Now let's meet another abundance-minded entrepreneur. Welcome to the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I am your host, Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy himself. And today we are talking to Hannah Chapman with X Squared Wealth Planning. So she is a financial advisor, but don't hit the stop button yet because she is not your typical financial advisor. She does it much more in a coaching sort of way. It's not just about, okay, put the money in here and get this percentage and blah, blah, blah. It's more about what do you really want? What are your dreams, your hopes, your desires, and how can we get them? through a financial journey, including her Light Up Your Desires program that we're going to be talking about right now. So Hannah, welcome to the show. Thank you, Michael. That was such a good description. I uh, I love that. I appreciate it. I am not uh, your typical financial advisor, like you said. So Yes. Yeah. So, so tell us a bit about the Light Up Your Desires and, and what's that all about? So what I have found um, is that in my, I've been in the financial industry since 2006. So it was at like 16 years at this point and, you know, worked with lots and lots of clients and a lot of, met a lot of different financial advisors. And the thing that comes up so often is that people don't know what they actually want. And so when you go to a financial advisor and say, you know, oh, well, I just don't want to lose money or I just want to make money, right? Like, okay, yeah, that's that's pretty um, basic, right? <laughs> <laughs> and at the same time, you're never going to actually feel like when you accomplish those goals, it's not going to feel like you've actually, you know, done the thing that you're meant to do in this world because mm. you're just, you know, building money like a dragon sitting on its hoard. Um, Right. And that's, you know, like we all know from all the fairy tales that that, you know, the dragon sitting on the hoard is, is the, uh, the the villain. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So instead, when we come from the, the, the side of lighting up your desires, and I'll explain what that means. But when we find our desires goes deep in, into, you know, what we know to be true about ourselves, what we truly want, that is pointing us in the direction that we should be building our wealth. And it's different. It's different for everyone. Um, So that goes into, you know, what are your values? What do you want for your life? What do you want for your family? What do you want for your business? What kind of business are you trying to build? Um, so we really dig through some of these questions. They start a little surface level to get you kind of warmed up. Um, but then we start to dig deeper so that we can actually um, get to the heart of why you want what you want. And then from that place, that's where we can build the roadmap financially to get you to that place in the most I want to say efficient way, right? Because that's my that's my planning organizational brain um, stepping in. But we can actually make a strategy that gets you where you want to go. And as you accomplish each piece of that goal, it feels amazing. And you're mm-hmm. living out the life that you want to live while you're building your legacy. 
Um, and then from there, the finance, you know, I mean, like, again, I am a financial advisor. So we're going to build that map. And then the investment side is how do we make that match your goals? Right? It's not, it's not a separate thing. We can't choose investments before we know what the purpose is. Um, so it's really, it's the, it's a, it's a separate type of, or it's a different kind of um, framework mm-hmm. for financial planning, right? So it's it's not what stocks are the right picks, what mutual funds should I be in, what, you know, like all of that, that's secondary. It's important, but it's secondary. So it's, really, it's begin with the end in mind kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes, it really is. It really is. And so let's let's dig into that a little bit um, more, yeah. Because again, you know, it can. Everyone has a different thing that really matters to them, and so I'll give you an example um, of one of my one of my clients who, gosh, I just they're all so different, and I love them. Um, but one of my clients, as we were doing our planning, um, she, you know, she's building a beautiful law firm. She's, you know, making, you know, I think she was going to hit 300,000 in in revenue, wanted to grow to 500 and a million and, Mm -hmm. you know, working um, really, really hard and still feeling like hamster wheel ish, right? Like the finances weren't in the right places for, for her. Mm -hmm. Um, And that, and that was true. That was why we were doing the planning. But as we got through and she started to see, you know, we, do all the data entry. We do all the graphs and charts and look at all that stuff. The data matters. Um, when she saw, here's what you're doing and here are the millions of dollars that you'll have at X time, right? Like if you, if you continue on this path, immediately her first response was, oh my gosh, I'll be able to build the housing for the homeless that I want to build for my city. Mm-hmm. I'll be able to do the things that matter to my heart, right? So when she saw that money, when she saw the the dollar figures, that was the first thing that came up. Um, and that for me, it was like, oh gosh, that's it. That's it, right? Like we're not building, we're not just building money just for the sake of having money in the future. Mm-hmm. We're building wealth so that we can leave a legacy of change in the world. And I realize that that's not every single person, mm-hmm. but that's, you know, those are the people that I work with. And those are the people that are drawn to me <laughs> because that's because I'm lighting up my own desires, you know, as I do this exact same thing. Um, it's pulling those people towards me who also want to you know have an impact in the world. So once we identify, once we start to like figure out what that is, the the deep um, need that we have or the pull that we have, right, to create something new in the world and then to, you know, leave a legacy of change, the second part of that, the light up your desires part of that is to actually share it, to have a network of people, of supportive people who you can talk to about those desires because you are the networking guru. You know this. When you talk to supportive people and share your dreams and goals, they go, oh, hold on. You need to meet this person. Oh, hold on. I have, you know, this partner that does this thing. Right. And all of a sudden 
the plan just unfolds itself as you actually speak out your desires and, and, and know that you can actually go after them. So there's, there's so many, you know, layers to it, to it from identifying your desires, digging into the root of what they mean to you, incorporating them into your wealth planning, mm-hmm. and then actually talking about them and helping them come to life. Yeah. Um, that's the framework. And, that, and that's, all, that's all hugely powerful because, it, as I said, it, it makes the numbers not just numbers. It also lets you know what you need. So if you mm-hmm. want to build a, a six-family house that, that refugees can live in, well, you can go find out what it costs to build a six-family house. And now, okay, so it's going to cost us $650,000. So instead of like, oh, I need a million because that's a nice round number, you can figure out what is the number you need. And, mm-hmm. and I, I know in my business that there were certain thresholds that, okay, when I have this much, I can go full-time in my business. I won't have to drive Uber anymore. When I have this much, I'll be able to invest in these programs that I think will help me get to the next level. When I have this much, my wife can quit her job. When I have this much, then we can do this. Yep. And so those numbers, instead of just being arbitrary targets, um, and of course, you know, the worst goal in the world is as much as we can or whatever we <laughs> right. have or whatever. So it lets right. you, you know, have meaning for those targets instead of just, and, and I've also, you know, for a lot of people, I think I need a million and a hundred thousand, whatever. Then they do the mm-hmm. math like, oh, I don't need a hundred thousand. I need 43,000 a year to live what I want which totally opens up the options by having that, that kind of knowledge. Right. Yes. And so and even if we go the other direction, right? So, it, I mean, it could be the opposite where someone is just imagining, oh, if I hit six figures, everything will be great. Mm-hmm. And then they hit six figures, meaning $100,000, right? And it's like, oh, oh, no, this is like... There needs to be there needs to be more. I want to hire people. I want to do you know like uh, as the business expands or you know whatever whatever is happening, you start to see the possibilities ahead of you, mm-hmm. um, and and it's and it leads to um, that additional exploration, um, and so that's that. But you make like a fabulous point that it is um, you know it's about accomplishing the things that matter to you, right? Um, so for some people, um, one of the examples that I give is, is cars. Some people do not care about vehicles at all, mm-hmm. right? But they might think, you know, for optics or whatever, they need to drive the luxury vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't actually matter to them, right? So like you, you can spend money in ways that don't align with you and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel good and you feel stressed out versus hey let's let's talk about it what would you ra- would you rather buy uh, that Tesla S plaid uh, for $120,000 or would you rather take you know three international vacations and buy you know just the Tesla Model 3 you know like that kind of thing um, and that's when you can start to actually use your money in the way that lights you up Right. Or for, yeah, to your example, like when I hit this amount of income, I can do this next thing. Right. Mm -hmm. So we're, you're building, you're building in a way that feels aligned. Yeah. And the other thing I think about is, is I feel like if you know what you're trying to do and what your time horizon is, you're not going to make bad panic financial decisions, whether it's, oh, I'm Mm going to invest in crypto because my friend said that crypto is doing this thing or, you know, this, oh, this stock dropped 30%. I better dump it. 
because mm-hmm. you know if you know that you're investing in a seven year horizon, well, if it drops thirty percent, buy more and and let it ride, or just let it ride and and right. see what happens. But but you can have that more long term view as opposed to watching the horse race on the right. on Wall Street and being like, oh my god, it dropped. Oh, what do we do? What do we do? You yeah. do nothing, which was our plan. The plan was put money in today, take it out in ten years, or eleven exactly. years, or nine years, and follow the plan. But if you don't have a plan, then you're just on your own. So talk a little bit about how you know knowing where you're going can help you be more tactical and strategic in getting there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because people do <clears throat> tend to when they do it on their own, they tend to to watch and worry. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so taking that piece out of it allows you to focus on the thing that you actually do the best. Um, and I, so I really, I try to de-emphasize the investment planning side of it um, because we want to make sure that we have everything we need. So if we plan correctly and you have your cash reserve, if something happens, right? Mm-hmm. So you have that piece for your business and your personal, right? You have cash on hand in case you need it. That's your that's your bucket. That's your if I need it now bucket. Yep. The other buckets, hey, kids are going to college in 10 years. That's a different bucket. Mm-hmm. Hey, retirement, it, whatever retirement looks like. Um, I know we don't we all have different uh, <laughs> especially our generation, we have a different idea and being business owners and entrepreneurs, we have different ideas about what retirement actually is. Um, so we talk about that too, but 20, 30 years down the road, what, you know, that's a different bucket again, right? Mm-hmm. So when you know, hey, if something happens, I've got safety here. When my kids go to college or when we do this thing in in eight to 10 years, we have that bucket here. And when we, you know, need money when we're 90 years old, that's this bucket. So we let it go, right? And not let it go, but you, like you said, let it ride, let it move with the business cycles, let it, you know, do what it does as we create more value in the world, stock mm-hmm. markets rise, right? And over long periods of time, that's what happens is that, you know, more people are creating new businesses. There are ideas, we will be, this is a, this is a fun example. We will be paying for things like that we could never live without in 20 years that we don't even know exist yet. Uh-huh. Right. So like think back to when I was uh, a little kid, uh, pagers, uh-huh. right. Those didn't exist before. Why would why would anyone need to like send you their phone number on a little box? But you know, pagers were super popular for a little bit, and then cell phones. Yep. And now we don't live without cell phones, like most of us anyway, right? Um, and that's not an expense that if you're 80 years old, that's not an expense that you would have budgeted mm-hmm. in for for retirement. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. Imagine showing someone in 1990 what a 2022 budget statement looks like and they're like $220 for a what is a cell phone right and what is what, what is well, it but like why would you have a cell phone and $100 for internet what's an internet and why are you yeah. spending $100 a month on it um, Net- Netflix who's flicking things like yeah. I don't understand yes yeah exactly like we don't know um what we're going to be paying for in the future right so it's it's always an art uh, mixed with the science, with the expectation that hey, if we are at least, you know, intentional about creating that plan, you know, we'll you'll be safe. You'll we'll get 
we'll get there um, mm -hmm. eventually, as long as you don't, you know, like buy stocks and then sell them at 30% lower and then buy stocks and sell them at 30% lower. Like that gets to be a problem. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. Buy, buy high, sell low. Make uh, it up in yeah. volume. Yeah, there ain't that. Right. Really <laughs> um, yeah, don't don't become a day trader. Yeah, yeah, that's that makes a lot. Unless you know you're seriously getting into it, that's your your business. But yeah, don't right. don't dabble in day trading. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. Yeah, that doesn't usually work do. out. Um, so, so for someone who is who is listening, um, I mean, obviously they should get in touch with you. But for someone who is listening, who for some reason does not get in touch with you, um, you know, maybe they're they're in the the mid part of their their life, they're making, um, and you know, maybe in, in, in our age range, they're probably making more than they ever imagined they'd make. And yet their style, mm -hmm. their lifestyle is still, they're not comfortable. They're not rich. They're not getting all the things they want. And they're like, I've got the money. Why don't I have the things? Um, yeah. what is, what is the first step to getting from the kind of, uh, corporate wage, uh, what rat rat race to being able to actually make progress to get to where they want to go live the life they want to live. Um, mm -hmm. without you know, throwing it all away and being like, oh, I'm quitting this job and going to live in an RV in the, the desert. But you know, what, what is the first step to moving towards the life they want? Yeah, that's such a good question. It's It really comes down to what do you want? Mm. And asking yourself, what do you want? Good what question. What do you want? And a lot of times, if you don't, if you feel like that if you look around you and you don't have anything that you want, right? We, that can happen sometimes. We can, um, we can do that when we just, you know, like mm, keep taking steps that feel like the right next thing, feel like the right next thing from, you know, outward perspective. And we're not taking steps that are the right next thing from an inward mm -hmm. uh, perspective. And so, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Ask, ask yourself over and over and then see where you are. Are you actually living the life that you want to live? Mm -hmm. um, and that's, you know, like one step at a time, you know, building it, building it. Um, I, I would say for me, for me personally, when I was in um, my more corporate setting before I launched X squared, I worked at a big, you know, a, a large franchise of a big broker dealer. Mm -hmm. And I knew that parts of what I was doing were what I wanted to do, what I meant to do. Um, I knew like when I would meet with clients and they would, you know, feel held and be able to talk to me about their, their, ask all their questions, talk about their fears, talk about their desires, actually like have feel listened to during their financial meetings um, was you know, like, this is it. This is the thing that I'm supposed to be doing. And that felt really good. So I could identify with that. Like that feels good in my body to be doing that part of my work. And so when I identified what felt good, then I realized that, oh, like these other parts of it, like when I'm trying to get clarity about the next steps in my career and the partners are not giving me any clarity when I am like having to um, do sales in this certain framework that they're trying to make me do, that does not feel good, right? So when I identified what did feel good, 
that's what allowed me, okay, like if it doesn't feel good, then this part, you know, must, we, we need to shift that. We need to shift it to a way that feels good. Um, I think sales is a perfect example of that. Um, in that truly for me, I had to leave. I had mm-hmm. to leave mm-hmm. my firm and I had to create what I wanted in order to feel good in how I was building my business. Mm-hmm. Um, because just it just was not, I'm going to say the word aligned again. I, I was not aligned with the values of yeah. that firm. Um, so when I launched X Squared and created my own business, part of it was, you know, being able to go through the sales process with prospective clients and have them feel clarity, feel heard, feel listened to, and trust the process. Trust that when we got to the end of it, if I, you know, if I feel like I can help someone, I will tell them. If I feel like it's not the right fit, I will tell them. Right. And the the entire thing is a process of gaining clarity um, mm. rather than overcoming objections and following up till someone tells you to, you know, like get the hell away from me. Right. Like that's the <laughs> Like, yeah. ugh, that, that feels bad. Oh, yeah, I used to do um, that, didn't I? In the right? That, and that's what we're, that's like, that's what we're taught. And that's not, <laughs> it doesn't have to be that way, right? So Absolutely. The, oh, man. Yeah. the more that I align every piece of my business mm-hmm. with what feels good and what gets results, like that's what keeps creating um, a business that I love. And so- when I'm working, that's one of the reasons I love working with entrepreneurs is because I like, I'm doing that, right. I'm doing that thing. And a lot of what we work on is building the business, not just, yes, here's how you're taking your income. Here's Mm -hmm. different ways that we can reduce taxes here. You know, here are the partners, the CPA, the bookkeeper, the, the, you know, COO recommendation, all of those, I can, create that ecosystem around a client, but that person, that business owner still has to be, you know, doing the things. Um, and, and a lot of times they need support in owning their value in overcoming their own hesitancies in overcoming their own fears. And I know that because I've been through it. Right. Um, so that, that level of support just doesn't, you know, I haven't seen it anywhere else um, yeah. no, that's, with that's other. And, and I, I think for the, the entrepreneurs out there who feel like there's a way they have to, you have to sell this way, you have to promote this way, you have to, mm-hmm. whatever. There's no have to. There are different right. things that work. And for some people, sales in the traditional way works. And for some, they don't. Um, it, it's funny. You know, my, my sales strategy now is is first to to eliminate people in five different ways. And then if they make it through that process, let them know what I do and what I charge and how they can sign up for it if they choose to. And it seems like, here's the website. I don't even ask if they're going to go there. Here it is if you're interested. I'll know if I get the email saying you paid me. And then, right. then we'll set up the onboarding call. And I, I sent, I actually did send a follow-up email recently because of someone who said, next month, I may be interested in doing this. And and is, and I sent sending the email, I'm like, you know, I guess I should do this because he did say, we'll talk next month. And he invited me to. So I sent it and then we had more of a conversation, but you know, I used to be like, I had a follow-up system and I had 20 follow-ups a day to do. And now it's like, I have one that I actually remembered because it's the one that I was doing 
because that is what serves this one person the right way, but not in the sense of like, I got to sell you. Um, right. But, but also the, the old sales process, when you're talking about surrounded by things you don't want, you know, how did you get that car? How did you get that house? How did you get the big screen TV or the new laptop? And it's usually because you were sold those things to solve the wrong problem. Right. If your problem is your car is not serving, you know, your car is breaking down every few weeks. Well, then, yeah, a new car is a solution to that. If your problem is you don't feel good about yourself or life's not going the right way or um, or you're feeling stressed out and tired, a new car isn't going to solve any of those problems because right. all a car does is get you from place to place. It doesn't do anything else. But if that salesman convinces you your life is going to change when you get it and you keep buying these things to solve the wrong problem, you end up spending more and more money not solving the right the problem and possibly creating a new problem or closing off avenues to solve your problems because now you're spending your money there. Exactly. Exactly. And then you can't spend that money on the things that actually matter to you, mm -hmm. right? That actually will get you to that peace of mind, to that next next level in your business, to that next, you know, connection with your family. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. That is such a good way to explain that. So, so if somebody does want to connect with you and go through your, your, I imagine probably very positive sales process. In fact, I, I suspect <laughs> someone who's going through your sales process, probably even if they don't work with you, comes out of it with a bit more understanding and knowledge than they went in. Would that be accurate? Absolutely. Yep. It's, I call it an exploration call mm -hmm. um, because we are truly just exploring, right? And no matter what, like whether someone decides to work with me or not, um, that is their prerogative all the time. And my goal is that having come into contact with me, you will know more about, you know, what's holding you back in your own business and, and from building that life that you want. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it truly, truly exploration um, into what's, what's the right next step. Yep. It's a much better way of doing things. So if somebody wants to go into that exploration process, how would they do so? You can go to my website that is um, probably in the show notes, but also X, it's uh, the letter X, the number numeral two wealth.com. Um, or you can email me directly. That's Hannah, H-A-N-N-A-H dot Chapman, C-H-A-P-M-A-N at X, then the number two wealthplanning.com. Um, but yeah, connect with me on my website, connect with me. I'm on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, um, all the things. Uh, so yes, I love to connect with people, even if it's just to find out more about you and your business and hear your entrepreneurial story and know who I might be able to connect you with um, through my awesome, beautiful network um, of people that I love. So, so even if someone's hearing this and saying, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not in a position to do any kind of financial planning thing, but Hannah sounds pretty cool. You'd still be open talking to them, even if they're not a prospective client at the moment. Is that correct? Uh, right. Yeah. Just connect, connect with me and, and we'll see where it goes. You know, as far as you, you just never know, you never know where mm -hmm. um, the right connection will lead. But yes, those, if you're an abundance minded, if you believe that the world is here for collaboration and that there's enough for all of us, and you're an entrepreneur, especially if you have lots of ideas, um, multi-passionate, multi-business owner. I love working with you. And that's x2wealthplanning.com. And of course, that is in the show notes, as you said. And that's how people can get in touch with you. Is there any final uh, words you want to leave our listeners with or anything I forgot to ask? 
Oh, no. I, you know what? Just that final word of, of what do you want? Ask yourself. Ask yourself, what do you desire in life? And how how can you move towards doing that even in a more specific and powerful way? That is a great message to leave people with. Thank you very much for being on the show and for sharing all you have. Thank you, Michael. I really enjoyed it. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast with your host, Michael Whitehouse. This great theme song is by Patrick Howard. If you found this valuable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share this podcast. Find the full archive of all episodes at guywhoknowsaguy.com slash podcast. Check out my other podcast, Morning Motivation. It's a daily podcast of two to five minutes with a powerful hit of motivation and inspiration to get your day started. Morningmotivation.fun or search for Morning Motivation wherever you listen to podcasts. Join the community online in the Morning Motivation Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Morning Motivation Podcast. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect, jv-connect.com. That's jv connect.com, December 12th and 13th, 2023. We'll see you there.